Let's pray. Father, how we love you, how we bless you, how we thank you for this moment, this opportunity to hear from you. I pray, Lord God, in these next few moments that you would give us ears to hear and spirits to receive all that you want to download into our lives. I pray, God, that you would give me preaching grace, that you would allow me to speak with clarity and with communicative ability that which your people need to hear from you. And I pray, Lord God, that by the end of this time that people will be drawn to Jesus. I pray that people will come to know him as Savior and serve him with all of their lives. And so to that end, I'm available to you now. Stand in my body and think with my mind and speak with my tongue. Cause us to hear truth that will transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, listen, I've been working on this series. It seems kind of odd, but I've been dealing with unworthy. Unworthy, because that's where a lot of believers are. We feel like, uh, in spite of the grace, in spite of the blessings, in spite of Jesus Christ, in spite of the indwelling Holy Spirit, we feel unworthy of the favor and the blessings of God. Uh, and so that's why I kind of started out this whole thing by, by pointing out the fact that we are, we are chosen by God, that our favor isn't based upon what we have earned, that Jesus intentionally embraces people whose ways make them unworthy. He knows who we are. He knows what we've done. And yet he embraces us. Then we dealt with this whole idea of being chosen by the grace of God. I talked about election interference, that our perspective on who we are can destroy our confidence as those who've been elected by God, chosen by God. Uh, and so today I want to deal with this whole uh, understanding of people who struggle with feelings of self-doubt, uh, people who, who, who struggle with this false sense of being personally incompetent in spite of their education, in spite of their experience, their accomplishments. When they think of themselves, they think of themselves as less than because when they look at where they are, where they are does not fit where they think they would be if they did better, if they were more successful, if they were worthy, if they were valuable, if, if, if God really uh, had his favor on my life, why am I you fill in the blank. Uh, and many of us who struggle with that, we're working harder and we're holding ourselves to these ever higher standards, trying to compensate because we think that where we are is proof that, that we are unworthy of God's blessings on our lives. So with that, I want to take us to a very familiar passage. I'm going to drop us right into the middle of this story. Everybody, even people that don't go to church, uh, kind of know the details of the prodigal son. So meet me in Luke chapter 15. I'm going to start at verse 17. Uh, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You should see it right up here in just a second. Uh, we're, we're going to pick up the story. Uh, I'm not going to focus on how he got there, but I'm going to pick up on our boy in the pig pen. Look what it says in verse 17 of Luke 15. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have enough food to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I'm going to go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. Verse 20. So he returned home to his father. Can you imagine the decisions? Can you imagine the emotions of having to get up and go back to your dad? And while he was still a long way off, he hadn't even made it up to the house. His father saw him coming. 
Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. I want to talk about we are worth more than where we are. We're worth more than where we are. Listen, our value as people, as humans, our, our worth as human beings in the sight of God is intrinsic, not extrinsic. I know those were two SAT words. It simply means our value is based upon who we are, not what we do. Because listen, when we measure our worth by externals, such as success or bank account or circumstances or, or things or where we live or our address, we turn to a flawed logic and we reach incorrect conclusions. Uh, listen, uh, evaluating our worth by circumstances always leads to wrong conclusions always if you're evaluating your worth as a person based upon your circumstances and your surroundings you'll always come to a wrong conclusion it, it's it's the psychological pattern that that develops in us where where we uh, negate uh, our skills or our talents or our accomplishments or our education or our experiences and and we're afraid that that people will will see us as frauds that will will they'll see the 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 pig pen us instead of the real us now now go back to the text go back to Luke 15 and let me show it to you look, look what the Bible says the Bible says that homeboy comes to his senses in the pig pen now, we don't have time to go through all the stuff that got him in the pig pen and, and all the money that he wasted, all the partying that he did. Uh, all, we, we ain't got time for all of that. I, I just want you to notice that he comes to himself. He comes to his senses, the Bible says, in the pig pen. And he says, this is crazy. I, I, I can't believe I'm living like this. The, the dudes that work for Pops back home got it better than this. I, 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 I got to do something. He says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He says it twice. He says it in verse 19. He says it again in verse 21. Watch this. In the prodigal's mind, he had once considered himself worthy in the past, but because of what he did, because of the decisions that he made, because of the actions that he took that led him to find himself in a pig pen, in those circumstances, he judged himself to no longer be worthy. He felt like he had lost whatever it was that made him worthy to be his father's son because obviously if he had done the right things, he wouldn't have been in the pig pen. <laughs> Check this out. The, the word worthy is, is the idea of being good enough or, or being deserving. In other words, he, the prodigal son says, a father like you deserves a better son than me. And, and he comes to this conclusion. He comes to this evaluation. He comes to this assessment. Uh, watch this. Based upon where he was in the pig pen. And can I tell you that where we find ourselves is not the best evaluation tool for who we are and what we're worth. Failures, mistakes, addictions, uh, times that we have fallen, uh, the habits, the, the messed up things that we did, all of those things have are true. All of those things uh, can, can cause us to, to, to find ourselves in some weird and messed up places. Uh, but think about how we use those and how we evaluate and determine 
our worth based upon how the, the results or the conclusions of those things. I mean, think about what do you use as the logic for thinking that you're not worthy or you're no longer worthy? Uh, I love the fact that Jesus uh, looks past what we have done. We, we already dealt with that. He, he doesn't evaluate us based upon those decisions because our worth isn't based upon those external things. Our worth is who we are, made in His image and brought, adopted into His family through the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 9 through 11, you got to read this uh, in your own time. He goes through this whole list of, of, of people that, that aren't going to make it, that, that uh, by their lifestyle, they've jacked themselves up. He says, uh, adulterers aren't going to make it. Thieves aren't going to make it. Drunkards aren't going to make it. Extortioners aren't going to make it. But he said, such, <laughs> I love it, in verse 11 he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Listen, we, we may have done what they say we did, but because of Jesus, we are not who they say we are. Somebody needs to give Jesus praise right off down through there. You may have made those decisions and those, those actions may have led you to the hog pen and the pig pen where you find yourself, but you were washed by Jesus. Who he is in you is where the value and the worth comes from. See, the problem with using our logic for why we're not worthy based upon where life has us causes us to settle for less than what we're worth. He says, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just take me on as a hired servant. Just, just, just give me a job. Give, give, give me a part time something where I can make a little something on the side. He was willing to settle for being an employee when he was the son of the owner. I, I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody, you, you have settled for some things based upon flawed logic. You've looked at where you are, and based upon where you are, you have determined that you're not worthy of being anything else than where you are. And God says that's a lie. Jesus is the master at finding and bringing back things that are lost. He even says it in Luke 19 and 10 that he came to seek and to save stuff that gets lost. But I also want you to notice this. Notice that the prodigal convinces himself that he wasn't worthy based upon his context, but that context was outside of a community kind of aspect and relationship. He said to himself, he was talking to himself in the pig pen. Think, think about what kind of depression, what kind of mental health crises, what kind of bad theology do we talk ourselves into when we're all by ourselves? <laughs> Listen, it, we have been put into communities and in families and in churches and surrounded by other people and believers for a reason. Quit talking yourself into a bad assessment of yourself. Get some people who love you around you to help you make a better assessment. That's why he puts us in community. That's why he puts others around us who can see us better than we can see ourselves. Because when we get in a community, when we get around people that love us, what we see is completely different. Matter of fact, I'm going to show it to you. Look at the father's response in verses 20 through 24. So, so the homeboy returns home and while he was still walking up to the house, his daddy saw him coming, which means daddy was already looking for him. 
and filled with love and compassion, he runs to his son, the same one who dogged him, the same one who dissed him, the same one who took his money and wasted his money, the same one who had him up nights worrying, that same son, he goes and embraces him and kisses him. I call that the grace embrace. That, that, that daddy grabbed him and hugged him and embraced him, not for what he had done, not how he smelled, but the fact that that was his baby boy. That was his son. And that's what Jesus does for us. He embraces us by grace, not because of where we are, not because of where we find ourselves, but because we are connected and related to him. That's what happens when you get when you make a better assessment of our of yourself based upon community. Not only that, the text keeps on talking because in verse 22, that the, the dude gets ready to practice his whole little speech. Daddy cuts him off. His father says to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the fatted calf. We will celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. I love the fact that Jesus even tells this story because the father not just gives him the grace embrace, but he restores the status to his son. It may have been lost. It, it, he, may, he did make bad decisions. He did end up in a hog pen, but that didn't take away his value as a son. And daddy reaffirms and restores and renews his value as his son as soon as the son comes back to him. Quit counting yourself out because of your current circumstances. You, your, your extrinsic situation and context does not speak to who you are. You don't drive your value. You don't live in your value. You don't work at your value. Your value is who you are inside as a child of God. And as you and I walk in who we are in Him, it helps us. Uh, the community of faith helps us to take better assessments of our value so that we don't walk around depressed and having crises because we've tried to talk ourselves into depression. The Bible says that he considered himself unworthy, but in the context of being in that community around his daddy, in that relationship, his status was restored. He was embraced by grace and who he was could now shine now that they could take the, the, the stink of the hog pen off, when, when taken out of that context and restored to community, all of a sudden things look different. And I'm speaking to somebody that you are more than where you are. You, you are, as Mufasa said to his son Simba, you are more than what you have become. Who you are is important and valuable. And don't you let where you are talk you out of who God says and how valuable God says you are. Can I pray for us? Father, we love you. We thank you for this story. Thank you for allowing Jesus to tell the story of the father who races to embrace his son by grace. Thank you that you are the one who can restore our status. Thank you for the people you put around us who can help us see and assess ourselves better. And I pray that you would break the grip and the bonds of those who are talking themselves out of their status because of where they find themselves, whether it's a messed up marriage or a messed up job or, uh, or, or where they happen to be financially. Where, that, where they are there is not how you see them. And I pray that you would, by grace, embrace them 
and help them feel and understand they are more than where they are, that they are your child and you love them. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you do. Thank you for all that we are because of your love. In Jesus' name, amen.